You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show, back from a uh, couple of days off. I was off Monday and Tuesday. I just needed the time off and uh, have the bathroom being redone across the hall from the glorious... uh, million-dollar studios in a spare bedroom in Rob Carson's home. And then yesterday, I just got sick. I had no voice at all. So uh, thanks for everybody for filling in, including Mr. Chris Salcedo. I really do appreciate you filling in yesterday because yesterday was a little rough day. We wake up, and uh, and literally, I woke up yesterday at 5.22 a.m., and, uh, and I sat up and I went to say something, and it felt like I was running with a steak knife in my mouth, and I hit a wall. It was like that, the back of the throat. It felt like I was being stabbed in the back of the throat, and uh, and I had to take the day off. So I do apologize for that. Uh, it is a summertime cold. I haven't been sick since COVID. Uh, my wife was like, you better get tested for COVID. I said, no, I'm not going to get tested for COVID because I can smell and taste everything, and it's a cold. We get to say it's a cold or you know bronchitis, whatever, but it's not freaking COVID. So anyway, there's what I've been. Oh, and this is real quick. This is kind of funny. So uh, yesterday, or Monday, Monday. Uh, the the contractor started working, and uh, we were going to pay someone to do the uh, the demolition. And because you know, I, demolition is it's fun and all that stuff, but it's a pain in the butt, and I don't have any time. So we we we're gonna we added in the uh, bid to do the demolition. Well, Saturday I'm sitting at home and I'm looking in there. I'm like, I want to take that vanity out. So I went in, took the vanity out, and then I was like, Oh man, you know what? I might as well while I'm at it just take the tile out. So I took the tile out above the tub, and then I took the floor out, and then. <laughs> Before I knew it, they come Monday and they're like, well, we were going to do demo today. So uh, I guess we're going to go home because uh, they have a timeline. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. He goes, no, no, you made, our, you made things a lot, uh, a lot easier for us, but uh, we were going to do it. Uh, but when you want to get rid of a bathroom, we got a bathroom. Just, it's an awful bathroom with, a, with a, one of those stupid sinks that looks like a seashell. And it's just, and everything you see on it, you get this black marble and it looks, it's just awful. And I, I said, it's got to go. It's got to go. It's going to the curb. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we interfered in the, uh, in the redo of the bathroom. Um, and I <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the bathroom. And I was like, why should I pay someone to do something that's so fun? You know, there is that. So, uh, overall, at least until yesterday when I was supposed to be on the air, the network spent 291 minutes on Donald Trump's indictment and nothing on the Biden-Burisma bribery uh, scandal that will cause him to be removed from office. So, it's reported that Joe Biden had received $5 million in bribes. His son did, too, another $5 million from an executive at the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, the same company which his son Hunter was involved. We know this because Joe Biden literally said on tape, fire the uh, prosecutor, you're not getting your billion dollars. I'm not going to play the audio clip again. You've heard it a million times. Joe Biden had this hubris to be able to say something like that. It's like Hillary Clinton yesterday bragging about Donald Trump's going to go to jail and I didn't do anything. She can have that kind of hubris because the FBI bedded down with her. And dear God, I mean, what what price? I mean, your life to bed down with Hillary Clinton. Dear God. Anyway, the FBI bedded down with the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton in 2016 to stop four investigations into the crooked Clinton Global Initiative. They dropped them. Then they destroyed the evidence. Then Hillary Clinton destroyed her server, 
all of her staff and her computer hard drives bleach bedded them the whole deal so now she can have the hubris to be able to say oh yeah Donald Trump is evil Donald Trump did this Donald Trump needs to go to jail because she's got the deep state backing her very large uh, and copious rear end 291 minutes on the Trump indictment, which is uh, nonsensical. We all know it's a witch hunt, and that's why there's going to be payback. That's why that uh, this isn't going to succeed, because you're saying no. I, um, this, is, this is Merrick Garland. This is kind of funny, because Merrick Garland signed off on all of this. Merrick Garland signed off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Joe Biden signed off on the Mar-a-Lago raid. That means the two of them are involved actively in interfering in the election in 2024. But here is Merrick Garland uh, explaining his role in the indictment of Donald Trump. And listen to, the, listen to the, the gobbledygook. Can you give the American public a very clear sense of what exactly your role was in the indictment process, just so people can understand what that role is? And then secondarily, uh, given the historic and extraordinary nature of the case, uh, explain to people, if you would, why this was the best and most appropriate step that was taken and why there were no other alternatives. Now, this man is the man who weaponized the DOJ against parents, who protested CRT, who told, uh, has, has not prosecuted all of the uh, hate crimes against churches and uh, pro-life groups since Roe v. Wade, has done nothing to go after the people who burned America down in the summer of 2020. This crooked little toad here's what he had to say um i'm trying to remember the first first question exactly. i don't remember the question oh look at me silly me yes so my role pay attention is completely consistent with the regulations that set forth the responsibilities to the attorney general under the special uh, counsel regulations and i followed uh, those regulations listen to that again listen to this gobbledygook absolutely Yes, so my role is completely consistent with the regulations that set forth the responsibilities to the Attorney General under the special uh, counsel regulations, and I followed uh, those regulations. Uh, with respect to the second question, this again is asking for particulars, and I'm not going to be able to comment. Well, you can't, you can't comment because you know you're in front of Congress and you can't comment. And you're a bureaucrat, so you never have to answer the questions. And when you're asked for a yes or no answer, you never give the yes or no. That's just the way it is. You're never held accountable for anything. Well, there is one man who's running for president right now, and he is going to hold them accountable, and they damned well know that'll happen. And when I'm reelected, and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state and we know who they are i know exactly who they are they want to take away my freedom because i will never let them take away your freedom it's very simple and by the way i'm, I'm just going to tell you and i told you things were going to get really weird weird in the midterms and i told you things are going to get really weird in 2020 and now i'm going to tell you right now before 2024 the powers that be in washington dc would see the country in a civil war to keep Donald Trump from being president. They will go that far. That is what they are fomenting. That's what they want. They will do anything. And I will tell you, if Donald Trump is convicted and sentenced, they'll get their wish. I don't think that's going to happen.
Here is uh, J.D. Vance talking about the selective persecution of Donald Trump. And have the man die in prison for doing things that even if he did them exactly as they allege, are not nearly as bad as what Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton did. That is that is on its face evidence of selective prosecution. This is what you do when you're engaged in politics, not the rule of law. But, Rob, this is really important because this is on Rob Schmidt's show on Newsmax. When they say that Trump didn't have declassification authority, they could not be more wrong. He was the president of the United States. The question here is who gets to control the documents produced by the people's government? The unelected bureaucrats or the elected president of the United States, it's clearly the the elected president. When Trump decided to take those documents from the Oval Office, when he decided to take them to Mar-a-Lago, he had every right to do so as president of the United States. That isn't a farcical legal argument. That is Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. If that doesn't apply here, Article 2 in the whole Constitution is meaningless. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. They're showing the moving boxes in uh, one bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. They're showing the moving boxes in another room, like they're chocked full of, of uh, top-secret documents. Now, most of it was newspaper clippings, articles, mementos, and whatnot. But the FBI, see, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. And, and what they did is they told the people at Mar-a-Lago, uh, nobody is able to be in the building. Uh, all the lawyers, no legal representation out of here. Also, turn off all of the cameras recording this because they wanted to go in. They had a dragnet and they wanted to find anything, anything they could find to go after Donald Trump and take him down because he was considering running in 2024. They were successfully able to, uh, to defeat him in 2020 uh, by crook, by the way, not by hook, but definitely by crook. And they were going to do it again. This is, uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. I've got to say, oh, yes, um, Darren Beatty. Darren Beatty has this wonderful site called Revolver News. Here is what he had to say about Mar-a-Lago Raid, because this is where all this came from. This is where this latest indictment came from. It was from the Mar-a-Lago Raid, which was set up by the DOJ to find something, anything, to go after Donald Trump. Yes. A top FBI official came out voluntarily subjected himself to an interview in the Judiciary Committee and basically said the Mar-a-Lago raid was illegitimate. He went through a number of reasons this is the case, a number of ways in which the FBI deviated from protocol in the investigation. They didn't even bother asking. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Asking for permission to raid. They went out of their way to exacerbate the political tensions behind this, because this is a political thing. It has nothing to do with the law, has nothing to do with national security. It's pure politics, it's pure subversion. And so this FBI guy came out and he listed all of the ways that this was a disgrace. Yeah, they, as I told you when it happened, I said it was just a dragnet, it was just to find something. And they found enough to create 37 charges against Donald Trump when Hillary Clinton did much worse so did Joe Biden neither of them were president and I can go on and on but I won't I want to go to Claude in Arbutus Maryland Claude thank you for holding my brother welcome to the show happy birthday to our president Donald Trump yesterday yes yes and I'm standing with him 100 percent and there's there's no chain of custody the chain of custody has been broken so therefore your, your evidence has been tainted or whatever evidence you want to call it, you don't have a prima facie case. There's no mens rea, which means criminal intent, by Donald Trump. And it's the wrong charge. It's not espionage. It's the presidential records charge. And 
there is no problem because he was the president. Amen. And he keeps the records. Yep. Yep. So this, this has got to stop. And Biden needs to be in handcuffs. And I've got a pair of handcuffs that I'll put on him for you. And take you <laughs> and well, Claude. I've got a pair for her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Claude, I appreciate the phone call. I'm afraid, unfortunately, all of the evidence has been destroyed with regard to Hillary Clinton, oh, but perhaps know, but there is some out there. But the FBI used to be a good people at one time, and yeah. now they're weaponized. Absolutely, 100%. Claude, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling. Um, you know, I talked about retribution earlier, and, uh, and uh, Donald Trump's using the line uh, retribution, and there are a lot of people who are butthurt by that. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, um, that's what a lot of people, that's what I want. I want retribution. I want the people at the top to pay for all of the things they've subjected you and I to in the last several years. In fact, I would venture to say the last 15 years, um, everything starting with uh, the IRS going after 501c3s that were conservative and throwing an election to uh, Russia collusion, to the 2020 election, to all the COVID protocols, all of the nonsense, January the 6th, all of the people in prison without, without even court dates, 800 plus days into this. This is not the United States. We have to stop this. When you say that you, you don't like words like retribution or Donald Trump says mean things, well, how the hell do you expect him to respond? When for seven years, seven years they've come after him. From day one, they've come after him in every way, shape, or form. And you don't want a candidate because he's mean in his tweets and he doesn't say nice stuff. And he says words like retribution. Well, I hate to tell you this. There are a lot of people who want retribution, and if, if I were Donald Trump, I'd be saying what he's saying, and even worse. He has every right to respond with MMA fighting rules when he is being punched in the face. And so if you have a, a problem with Donald Trump and his harsh rhetoric, look at the harsh treatment, the illegality he has been subjected to, and, and you and I, by the way, ostensibly because of it, and then say, oh, yeah, his words are much worse than what they're doing to him. Please. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's The Rob Carson Show. If this is true, number one, Joe Biden should be impeached and removed from office. The Constitution explicitly enumerates bribery. It says impeachment lies for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. But number two, if this is true, Joe Biden should be prosecuted and go to jail. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the corrupt corporate media doesn't want to cover this. They don't want to discuss it at all. Yeah, and it's going to come out because there are recordings, 17 recordings that the Ukrainians kept because they wanted to, uh, you know, not be found dead in a park, presumably. I'm just saying. All right. So uh, the walls are closing in on Joe Biden by hook or by crook. He will not be the nominee and he will not be the candidate by hook, meaning that he will resign. He will be forced into resignation. He'll come up with some sort of excuse for it. Uh, he'll be removed by the 25th Amendment or by crook, which is uh, his family is going to uh, go down in flames because of all of their illegality and he will step down because of it. There you go. We'll see. You know, I mean, I've only been right about everything so far. Let's go to Dave in Santa Cruz. He wants to talk on the show. Dave, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, the FBI will not give Senator Grassley the unredacted 1023. And they have FISA court secret police power. They're totally out of control. Yep. And 
Hunter Biden got a million dollars from Burisma while uh, staying at home, smoking crack, being with prostitutes. That's a new definition of work at home. The FBI will not answer to we the people. They will not answer to Congress. They're just doing whatever they want to do with no oversight and just uh, being partisan and not enforcing the Constitution. Exactly, one hundred percent, Dave. And there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of Congress people in uh, in Washington D.C. saying they're going to defund the FBI and all this. Well, do the damn thing, defund them, get rid of their new facility, get rid of their new facility, get make it make it uh, you know a place for uh, uh, all of these illegals to sleep. There you go, your new facility. Goodbye. And then when that's all done, uh, let's go after the rest of them in the in the DHS, the HHS, the CDC, uh, the the uh, well, I can go on and on and on. So people are going to have to go to jail, Dave. People are going to have to go to jail for all of this malfeasance, all of this nonsense. The people who did the COVID nonsense and, and kept our kids out of schools. The people who are promoting the mutilization of children, the use of puberty blockers on children, convincing them they're the opposite sex when they're in grade school. Dear God in heaven, this has to stop, and we are here to stop it. Go ahead. Why, do, why does Biden have 10 shell companies? Did he have oh, he's got more than that. Did he have no, some type of part-time job while he while he's been a politician that we didn't know about? No, because he's he's laundering money, Dave. He's laundering money through a series of LLCs. This is what the mafia does. And by the way, in Ukraine, Ukraine is a the most corrupt country in the world, essentially, where oligarchs go to launder their money. All right. Hillary Clinton looks at the Russian oligarchy as a template. That's why she took all that money for the Clinton Foundation and all that. She wanted to become an oligarch. All right. And uh, and so we have effectively become an oligarchy in this country. Joe Biden, uh, well on his way to becoming an oligarch. But his son left a couple of laptops at a computer place because he was so high on crack that he didn't know which way was up. And now we know the truth, Dave. Now we know the truth that uh, essentially Washington, D.C. and the swamp is an oligarchy. It is uh, meant only to exist to serve those who serve it in Washington, D.C. and around Washington, D.C. and those, uh, those uh, companies and unions who will give money back to them. That's what Washington, D.C. right now exists for, and the cover is coming off of all of this. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the energy secretary flat out lied to Holly about her investments, yes. and these people get away with everything, and, and there's no consequences. And, and it's rules for thee, but not for me. Of course, of course. They they live by a different set of rules, Dave. I said this literally when Barack Obama was the president. I said we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeoisie. We have a proletariat. Now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C., filled with political prisoners, who uh, many of them without a trial for over 800 days because they went to the Capitol and were let in on January the 6th. Some of them deservedly are in jail, but most of them do not. Now, when you have a bourgeois and a proletariat and a Bastille, it never ends well for those in power. It never, never does. Just look at history, all right? Let's take a break and come back. The number 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T-Tip-Up Pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. 
This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this, the MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Sega by the struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. You can't step on Led Zeppelin. All right, that's why I waited so long. You can't be stepping on Led Zeppelin. That's just a rule. It's just a rule. It is the Rob Carson Show back after uh, a day of uh, sickness and two days of just taking the time off. And uh, Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street radio show, host and president of uh, Markowski Investments, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, Chris. How are you today, my friend? How are you? I do the same thing. If I got a song, in particular, Zeppelin's one of them, too. I, I can't interrupt certain songs. I just have a difficult time coming out. You know, and also, Chris, I'll mention, when you're in the guitar store, don't, even if you're playing a uke- ukulele, don't play Stairway. That's another rule about Led Zeppelin. Now, man, there's just some music that is sacrosanct. When it's playing on the radio, shut up. I'm listening to the song. You just got to do it. That's the way it is. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Hey. Let me ask you this, Chris. Have you ever heard of a uh, uh, a new musical genre that is spreading across the country with people our age? Yacht rock. Have you heard about this yacht rock phenomena? Yeah, I think it's Channel 15 on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yacht rock. Yacht rock is a big deal. You know, it's really funny because, you know, these. Uh, it, it used to be called soft rock. And you had stations like Warm 98 playing it and all of that. And now all of a sudden, Yacht Rock is a big deal. They literally have bands that say they play Yacht Rock. And you know what that is, Chris? It's essentially bad wedding band music. That's what Yacht Rock is. It's like a a Yacht Rock band. They, like, travel around. Yes. Enormously popular. They play in, like, a lot of the small venues all over the place. We got one here. Yes. Come on. They're always there. Yes. Yeah, remember remember the uh, remember the scene in old school where uh, Will Ferrell's at his wedding uh, wedding and the and the band singer starts uh, singing uh, Bonnie Tyler and he inserts the f bomb every once in a while. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah, but yacht rock, brother. I, I mean, I got to tell you something. If they HGTV on television, it's yacht rock on every device in this house every night. Maybe that's why I got sick yesterday. <laughs> you know. You got you got you have to have a few cocktails. You got to have a yeah. few cocktails in you before you're having uh, listening to a lot of yacht rock. Well, I gave up a drinking, so now I'm really screwed. But you know, Chris, it's kind of interesting. Uh, my wife did make up for all the yacht rock and all the HGTV this weekend, Saturday night. Are you ready for this? For the very first time, I watched the movie Face Off. With my wife, one with John Travolta and 
Nicholas Cage? That's and Nick Cage. And Nick Cage. I, when it came out, I thought it was too stupid to see. And I've, I've been that way for 20 years. I said, I will never watch Face Off because it's so stupid. And then my wife and I uh, challenged by our son. They, he said, Dad, I think you're going to like this movie. I mean, I know it's preposterous, but part of the movie is that the, the whole premise is preposterous. And, and the actors know it's preposterous. And even Nicolas Cage and uh, John Travolta knew it was preposterous. And that's, it's, like the, it's like all these Fast and Furious movies. You know they're absurd. You know you could never jump from one building in a car and drop 24s into a window and still drive the car. So it's, it's just a matter of suspending your disbelief so much. So I watched Face Off and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was right, right up there with like um, Con Air, which also had um, Nicolas Cage in it. So it, it was right there and, and we actually watched it. And my wife watched it with me. Not as good as The Rock, right? Oh, dear God, no. The Rock. The Rock, yes. The Rock with Sean Connery. But not as good as The Rock. But you know what? My wife cried at the end of Face Off. She literally cried. It was hilarious. Well, at least you could get your wife to watch a movie. I, I, you know, for whatever reason it may be, um, I, can't, I can't watch shows with my wife because she can't sit down and she gets up. And then i got to re-explain things later on and asking questions. And I'm like, for crying out loud, all, everything is going to be answered if you just sit here and watch it. Why are you bothering me? Now, you know, Chris, here's, here's something I want you to think about this. Um, whenever she makes you watch a movie like uh, Fried Green Tomatoes or uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, um, watch the movie with her. Don't comment about it. That's worth one apology. So you can screw up all you want, and you will not have to apologize. All you got to do is say, Sweet Home Alabama, and she'll be, all right, all right, you got me. Just want you to know that, dude. Just going to give you some rules for the relationship. No, she's, good. she's good about that. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't you know, pressure me into watching any of the chick flicks or anything like that. So. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about this economy and all of this stuff. I know that uh, the unemployment numbers are not uh, great today. We had another unemployment. I think the reason why unemployment is so low is so many people, and it was actually bowed out by some uh, uh, numbers that came out last late last week. People are coming out of retirement because they can't afford to be in retirement. People are taking second jobs because things cost more than they used to. And if you think that inflation is only 4%, you're high. Uh, what's, what's the economy doing right now, Chris? And, and uh, what, are we, what are we going towards? Uh, we're still messing around with, uh, you know, uh, the Fed is still messing around with interest rates to try to, uh, you know, fix the economy and reduce inflation. What's the state of the economy right now, bro? Well, I, I, I agree with you 110% when it comes to inflation. I never believe the, the government numbers, even back when they were saying it was down around 2%. Yeah. Anybody who pays the bills in their house, they, you know, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's the things that you have to purchase every single day. It's food. It's energy. Yeah. It's yeah. health care. It's your kids' sports. No matter what it is, it's going up in price. It's stuff that you're always spending money on. Sure, it's great. Yeah, you get a television for 150 bucks at Best <laughs> Buy, but you can't eat a TV. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and this, and this is the thing that bothers me right now, because with Americans, you know, this is, you think the polls are out there. These are kitchen table issues that concern them the most. And inflation is a major issue. But the Fed can't fix this. But we no. spend over two trillion dollars plus a year in government regulations. Okay, government regulations is driving up the cost of everything. Oh nope, can't have this stove. Got to redo this. We're inflating the price of everything because of all this nonsense. Hey Chris, let me ask you a question. If you owned, say for instance, uh, Yimmy, you're the head of BlackRock. BlackRock is a ten trillion dollar company. All right. If if one year. 
you lost $420 billion through fraud and waste. How long would you remain the uh, head of BlackRock? Uh, I remember being the head, I'd be in jail. Yes. Well, that's what the federal government did with the COVID grift. $420 billion lost from coronavirus aid through fraud and waste. What does that say to you? Where did this money go? And don't you suppose that there were some people who had their hands out when people went to Congress asking for money for COVID? Well, you know, when, um, when presidents say they, they were on campaigns, they say, on day one, I'm going to do this. Well, if I was president, on day one, I'd fire just about everyone in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and I'd do it like Ari in Entourage with a paintball gun. I would just start <laughs> hammering people, okay? Because yes, it's, yes. Not, it's not just the COVID thing. Yeah. The numbers are out here. Since 2004, the federal government has made $3 trillion in improper yeah. payments. Try to get your arms around Jesus. that number. Last year, $247 billion in improper payments. That's $20 billion a month. That's $670 million a day. Meanwhile, all of us hard workers out here that pay our taxes, that are doing the right thing, our money is being blown. So, yes, you're fired. $3,000 billion. And, of course, a billion is a thousand million. You can't even wrap your head around that. This is the most corrupt. Chris, we are in the, we, you and I right now are, and I'm grateful for this, we are witnessing the unveiling of the greatest corruption in the history of the world. And it didn't happen in the Soviet Union. And it's not happening in Cuba. It's happening in what was supposed to be the freest country in the world. We're the guys who wore the white cowboy hats. We were the guys who were the good guys. And it turns out at the top of all of us, we are being led by very evil, very awful people. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I had uh, one of my favorite authors out there. He also writes columns as well. He's a historian by the name of Victor Davis Hanson. Oh, God, yes. Yes. He put out a column called Signs of Decay, Fears of Decline. And this is a guy, yeah, and I, I'm big with classical history. He's lived all over the world. He's been yes. a million places. He's that he's never seen anything like it. You go to cities right now, and I see it too. The, the decline here in America, what we have going on, you know, is, is pathetic. We love saying, oh, we're number one, America, and, you know, put up our phone, number one fingers. People, we had 100,000 plus people die again last year during, due to drug overdoses. Our mortality is going down. Yeah, I, I go into to do Fox this past week. I'm watching somebody shooting up on the corner. I didn't wow. see that years ago. How many times I've had to tell my kids, over the past several years, it wasn't always like this. It's, it's, it, we're not in a good state, people. We really aren't. And this is because of the choices that we're making and the people that we vote for. We have to choose wisely. Yeah, but Chris, um, right now in this country, we have the most corrupt president in our country's history. I don't think there's a doubt about that. When you look at all the, the uh, bank records and the payments and all of this, it's all coming out. We have a Congress that doesn't listen to the American people. They pass a bloated budget bill. They literally take a uh, uh, they, they uh, increase the government uh, uh, by a third during COVID. Then they decide to just keep it. We've also got uh, a broken uh, electoral system. We've also got a uh, uh, a broken Department of Justice, and and honestly, we're running out of ways to get this this the leadership in this country to redress our grievances. Uh, we are we are being abused, Chris, and this is got this crap has got to change because it ain't gonna, it, we we cannot let this go any further. No, it, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and again, yeah, I, you know, you, the, the corruption with Biden, but it didn't start with him. I mean, no, of course not. 
He, I mean, honestly, you see, it. I don't think he's smart enough to pull off a lot of this stuff, quite frankly. You know, but you see some of these other people and how you go to Washington, D.C. and get rich. Our founders didn't want that. Our founders wanted people to go and serve yes. and then go home. Okay? It's not a career choice. We turned politics into a career choice. And there's that old George Carlin routine. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. And guess what? You and I ain't in it. They yeah. Well, dude, look at look at the fact that look at the fact that that we couldn't get the damn transportation secretary to go to East Palestine, Ohio, during their time of greatest crisis. Oh, I, I, again, you got other things to do, and they don't vote. They don't vote the right way there. You know that. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you, and you, you're a big fan of Victor Davis Hanson. I'm glad to hear that because he is a sage. He is a brilliant man. Everything he says, I listen to it. I hang on to it. And he said something that I have been echoing literally for 15 years. We are living a tale of two cities. We are a bourgeois. We have a bourgeois in Washington, D.C. We are the proletariat. They eat foie gras. We feast on the crumbs. Now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. This will not end well for those in power. We know what happened during the French Revolution. This time we're going to use the guillotine to cut the heads off these agencies. That's what we're going to do. The FBI, the DHS, the HHS, the CDC, the IRS, all of them need their heads removed. Oh, I, well, again, Congress decided that their business is raising money rather than legislating. And they said, here you go, executive branch of government. You do it. And then Obama took it on steroids and said, hey, not only am I going to have all these agencies with acronyms, I'm going to hire czars. And we're going to yes. have them, too. So we're going to win the out of the executive branch. That's what's yeah. done. And, Chris, they call them czars. We should have known when they called them czars. <laughs> Wow. Well, Chris, I appreciate you joining me today. Now I need to go listen to some Yacht Rock. <laughs> you got to be smooth. You got to be cool, Yacht Rock. All right, brother. Well, it's always nice to talk to you, man. Where can people find you on the interweb? Ah, my uh, website's the best place. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show. I've got two uh, examples of the number 38. You ever watch uh, Sesame Street when you're growing up like I did? Now it's gotten kind of weird. Uh, totally weird, actually. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, it was just about an invisible elephant. You know, uh, now it's just gotten uh, all sorts of freaky deaky. Um, but anyway, uh, Sesame Street, the number of the day is 38. You remember they do the song? It'd be four, four, let's sing a song of four. How many is four? Well, now it's 38. But I'm not going to count the 38. Here's the bad 38. In the first month in office in Chicago, as the mayor, this moron, Brandon Johnson, 38% in crime overall, first month in office. And this is what happens when elections are fraudulent. You can't say that. Oh, hell yeah, I can. It's Chicago, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? Chicago is known for its corrupt elections, and this one was owned by teachers' unions and other individuals. So you, you tell me that the people of Chicago really wanted this. I mean, listen, there are plenty of idiots in Chicago who vote in Democrats. They voted in Lori Lightfoot. I don't think they, they voted this guy in uh, and expected him to do this. Now, it's not a surprise to any of us that this guy would cause this. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know what to think about Chicago. Chicago, uh, San Francisco, they're all uh, killing themselves. And I'm like, let them do it. 
Remember that that phrase somebody sent me last week, the uh, the expression, uh, the the quote from Napoleon, never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying himself? Yeah. California, let him do it. Chicago, go right ahead. Uh, but don't bring it here. Uh, you, you can destroy yourself. When you start destroying your, my country, uh, then we're going to have a fight. Then we're going to have a little scrum. Yeah, here is uh, a Joy, Joy Reid and uh, Rachel Madcow, who lied for three years about Russia collusion. Every night on her show, Russia collusion was real, Russia collusion was real, Russia collusion was real. We find out it was a complete lie. Everybody knew it from the very beginning. I'm sure that Rachel Maddow knew from the very beginning, because if she didn't, she's the worst journalist in the history of mankind, or whatever she is kind. And this is the goal. This is the goal. Of, uh, of going after Donald Trump right now. Listen to this. That instead of going through with this trial, he takes a plea with the vow to not run for president again, uh, like Spiro Agnew did in the 70s. I have, I don't know what the odds are. And I take the point from Catherine Christian earlier in your show who said, I can't imagine him ever <laughs> pleading guilty to anything. I mean, that's as, we're all, you know, who among us wants to spend too much time floating around inside his mind? Yeah, because he's been uh, persecuted and prosecuted uh, for seven years. And he's not going to say that he did something that he didn't do. You know, it's um, if you want to use an analogy, it's like, uh, uh, you know, you've got a, uh, uh, a prisoner about to be executed and standing in front of the wall. Well, there are about 81 million people you're going to have to shoot through to get to that guy. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Here's the other 38 that I wanted to talk about. The uh, number of points that Donald Trump leads the Republican pack by. CBS, after the uh, indictment of Donald Trump, again, by the way, historical, never been done before. Ulysses S. Grant got to indicted for uh, riding a horse too fast in Washington, D.C. I wish I were kidding. But other than that, it hasn't happened until now, and it's happened twice with Donald Trump. It's political. No bleep, Sherlock. Yeah. The two impeachments, both were based on nonsense. Yeah. Same thing. It should be very obvious to you what is going on in this country. It should be very, very obvious. And here's Mike Davis talking about that first impeachment and why Donald Trump was impeached and how it relates to what's happening in the country right now. Trump got impeached because he asked about this corruption. Impeached because he asked about this corruption. Our, our, our FBI, our Justice Department, particularly the National Secu Security Division and the intel components of the FBI are rotten to the core. Grassley has known the FBI has been rotten to its core for decades, going back to Ruby Ridge. That's why he cares about this so much, because there were Iowans involved. And uh, it, this is not going to end well for Joe Biden. I promise you this will not end well for Joe Biden. If any of this evidence is actually ends up being true, which it looks very likely it's true, considering the FBI used this F whistleblower for 10 years and paid this whistleblower $200,000. There's no chance that Joe Biden can stay in office. They know this, and that is why ah. they unleashed. That's why Biden and Garland unleashed this Jack Smith indictment against Trump, this bogus indictment for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which he's allowed to do under the Presidential Records Act. There you go. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. Donald Trump in the first impeachment, he was uh, overheard in a phone conversation saying he wanted to look at uh, malfeasance and corruption in the country of Ukraine. Joe Biden 
got uh, $1 billion in loan guarantees. He held them up so a prosecutor wouldn't go after the company his son was being paid to be on their board. That's how it all comes together. That's how, while we do have hurdles to climb, Joe Biden will not finish his term as the president, and he will not be the candidate in 2024. And Donald Trump will be exonerated when he becomes the president again. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> 